USA, Canada, Asia, whatever your time zone, the islands, Latin America. We have been having a very powerful briefing here. And in this briefing, the Lord has allowed me to unleash, to bring forth, to roll out every conversation that he has brought forth regarding the glorious coming of the Messiah. The sound system is perfect, don't touch a thing. It's now the most perfect sound system ever. Oh, how you've saved your jobs. So now, this is very powerful, because in this briefing, what has oh, come out is this. Saved your jobs. The so Lord has emphasized on key instruction in every single vision, every single voice that spoke, the voice of the Lord that spoke, you realize there was an instruction. And the instruction we've looked at is in itself even urgent. So, and that's why this has become very timely for the judge. It has come to you at a time when, yes, indeed, this is the hour at which the judge ought to hear from heaven. When you look at the happenings globally right now, you really understand that this is the absolute hour. This is the exact hour when the judge had rather hear from God himself, right? And so we have seen a journey in this conversation, this briefing. You can call it a review or a briefing. And the journey that the Lord has carried us through has been for weeks now because the first was an international conference uh, that went on. And then another international conference when the team from uh, Taiwan and also China were here. And then now when the team from Tanzania and many other places were here. And now this is the fourth session of the briefings. Hallelujah. Excuse me. And so, we are very blessed to come to you into your living rooms. Uh, in Swahili, they say Sabuleni. And all over the earth, wherever, wheresoever you are tuned in. And tonight is going to be very critical. And that's why I really urge you, in whatsoever you do now, to make sure that if you can grabar in Spanish, if you can record, I know, know maybe you don't have your phones here, but those tuned in globally, if you can record, please record this. Let, don't, let, don't let your memory let you down. If you can write down as much as you can do, please. Because tonight I want to touch on a very central theme. If you look at the prophetic timeline of God, in other words, God's program on the earth, the program the Lord has launched on the earth for mankind, for the redemption of mankind. If you look at that program, then you quickly realize that the most immediate, next important agenda on the calendar of God is the rapture of the church. So this is a message on time. Are we together? And so, you realize that the rapture of the church is the most important agenda item on the calendar of God right now, even as we speak. And that's why tonight I want to open up. Yesterday we spent some time. Just give me an eye. Just eyeball me. Give me an eye if you don't care. Uh, so yesterday we spent a little bit some time really looking at the, the, the panoramic view, the global or the universal picture of God's timeline. And in looking at that mega picture of God's timeline, because you know, you could narrow in and say, this is the rapture, and you handle the rapture, and the instruction there, and everything about the rapture, and preach it and do that, right? But yesterday, I urged you to withdraw yourself a little bit, and then look at the bigger picture. What is God's agenda on the earth? 
And we looked at that agenda in a very powerful way because you saw very clearly, number one, look at focusing on me still, that yesterday what I did, I fast forwarded. I did a fast forward. I said, if you watch your news now, there may not be much to write home about, right? And I said, if you read some of the scriptures on what is coming ahead of the earth, you may panic a bit. You're saying, wow. Because we reached a point where we saw the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, and the bold judgments. And at one point during the bold judgments, the Lord actually tumbles everything down, every city down, even mountains. So when you look at that kind of scenario, setup, formation the Lord has set up, you may lose heart. You may wonder, say, wow, then what is there for us? How, how will this thing end? You understand? That's why we fast forwarded, because you are quickly drawn to ask this conflict between sin and holiness, the conflict between the devil and the Lord. How will this thing end? Because this conflict is replicating itself on a daily basis, every second, every minute in the hearts of all the people on the earth. The news you watch, the news you watch rolling out in your, on your TVs is governed by this conflict. The conflict between the Lord and the enemy. Every time you watch your news and every time you become a Christian, you are automatically by default recruited or conscripted into that battle. You already take side. Hallelujah. And that's why... At this hour, it's very, very important. Let us first clap to my daughters. Give them room as they climb up. They are climbing up. Because they are the ones that work here the whole night to prepare this place, sometimes up to 5 in the morning. Up to 5, up to 4 or 5 in the morning, they work here. Hallelujah, very powerful. To prepare all this, to spray the place, to vacuum, you know, everything, move seats and use everything. Thank you for those tuned in abroad. Thank you. This was for local consumption. So, what I'm saying is this. That all of us are involved in a battle. And so, sometimes you wonder, when this battle is raging on, how will this thing end? And that's why yesterday what I did was very simple. I said, let us fast forward, because thank God we have here the news. The news is here before it has happened, right? And I said, let us just run forward and check quickly how this thing ends, then come back and handle the rapture. Then it will determine how we handle everything. And we found out that it ends in the book of Daniel chapter 2, 44 and 45, where he says that the rock cut out, not by human hands, will come from there and smote and smash the statue and set up an eternal kingdom that will crush all the other kingdoms and it will itself and you are forever and ever and you people have a share in that kingdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so we realize that, wow, so it ends well. And yesterday I presented the case for the fact that Jesus always must win. Must win. And so, in other words, I said, it is beneficial. It is very powerful and it is beneficial to be on the Lord's side, the winning side, right? 
And I said very clearly yesterday in what we saw yesterday that now for a generation of providence, a generation that is profitable, they like profitability. Let me go to school and study medicine and do this or study law and be this kind of thing, this kind of person. I will succeed in this way. We said that is a wise, prudent decision for this generation to choose Jesus because at the end you win. Hallelujah. And so that is how we looked at yesterday. And we are so happy that all of you globally have joined us all over the world from Sydney, Australia, all the way to Canberra, uh, to Adelaide, to Perth, Australia, Brisbane, all the cities, Melbourne. I may not name it all Perth. And New Zealand, all the way up to Gisborne, New Zealand, the ones that greet the sun first when the sun comes out. They greet the sun first. You remember we've been to Gisborne, New Zealand, right? They greet him first, the sun when he arrives. So, I'm saying, it's such an opportunity for instruction in the church. And we have seen that now it ends well. So therefore, if it ends with Jesus winning, then we'd rather be steadfast and stand firm with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is what we saw yesterday. And so, tonight, I want to do a journey. I know that there is so much I need to cover yesterday, which I didn't finish yesterday. You remember yesterday in our journey, we were now coming to a place where I needed to open for you up how the Messiah would come. Look at this now. Again, watch, focus on me. What we saw yesterday was this, that on the journey now to that kingdom of God, to the eternal kingdom of God, there are several landmarks on the timeline, Right? And we saw that one of them, for example, is that the church age would appear. And I said, if you look at the strategic structure of scripture, the scripture in Daniel chapter 9, 24-27, that is key, it's a key for opening up end-time prophecy. We saw that yesterday. And that when you open up Daniel chapter 9, as we saw it yesterday, verses 27, all the 24 to 27, then you see the calibration, how God has structured, stratified the timeline. You see the events that happen within the 69 weeks where God does not mix two agendas. When he has the agenda for Israel, he strictly runs the agenda for Israel. And that when there was a change of mission, that you did not recognize the hour of God's coming to you. You did not recognize the hour of your visitation. When they did not, then there was a diverting. That's an operational decision within the battlefield, the theater, when now the commanders have to make an operational decision. There is always a what-if analysis for when you are in the battlefield, if you are in the military, or you are in the forces. You have to do what is called what-if analysis. Such that when you are going to storm, you put your infantry, your front, your alpha squad in front, and then you say, what if the fire becomes too much? How do we retreat? So then you must have a backup team also. Such that when now you are retreating, the backup team, they will fire the harassing fire. Harassing fire as these ones are retreating back so that you can reorganize again. Or you can plan another group, plan B, to storm from that side, divert the attention of the enemy so that you can pull out these ones here and rescue some of them, Russian hospitals and what have you, right? Hallelujah. And so in that what if analysis, you see that there was the diverting of the mission. When you read one time, if you get time, the book of Matthew 15, you see now, headed to the Canaanite woman. 
And that woman did exactly what the Lord was looking for Israel to do for a long time. Son of David, my Lord, have mercy on me. She recognized him and identified him positively. That the you know, son of David is a messianic office. That that you are the Messiah, you are the awaited one, you are the Jewish Messiah, you are the Savior of the world, the creator of the universe. She identified him, and we see that from that point on, the Lord tried a little bit to say, Look, you know, I came on it the lost ship of Jacob. But still she insisted, right? And say, no, but even under the table, even the puppies, at least if little crumbs fall there, they eat them. Hallelujah. And then you see a second scenario. A second scenario in the book of Matthew 8, we did not read it yesterday, whereby a centurion, a commander of a hundred centuries, centurion, a hundred soldiers, he is born in a pagan home, he is born in atheism, he was not taken, look at this now, in the Hebrew home, normally the children like this, you see the hands, the mother, the father, taking the children where? On Shabbat to where? To the synagogue. And the word is opened up, the word of God is read to the children, from when they are young they grow up with it. The centurion did not have that privilege. And yet, when he heard that the Messiah had raised a creep on the other side of the other hill, when he met the Messiah, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but I am also a man under command. I am a man under authority. I said this to this one, he does, he cometh. I said that to the other one, he goeth. I said this to do this here, and he doeth it. And he said, my servant is about to die. And he said, you don't have to come to my house. Just say the word because you can chase away death. You are the creator of the universe. You created the universe. Just say the word. You don't have to come because I know that your anointing has no special limitation. Hallelujah. We see another scenario where somebody else. Not Israel was able to recognize. And that's why you see now, when you look at Daniel chapter 9, that key to end time prophecy, you see that we have your 69 weeks. Those 69 operational weeks, the Lord was dealing with Israel. And then after that, Kidu days, K-I, these days I've understood it. And then he pressed a button, a pause button. And when he paused, he could have run straight to the 70th week, right? But he paused because he had somebody in his mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Gentile church. And then he admitted in the Gentile church. And it turned out a big revival. And if those of you that once saw the timeline I set up here, you see again very fast I'm doing this, that the Messiah when he arrived before the cross, he was teaching Israel who the Christ is. And then when he went, to, of course there was a bit, there was a big resistance. When he went to the cross now, his disciples, after he resurrected and ascended, they attempted in Jerusalem to continue the ministry of the Messiah, teaching who the Christ is. Until Stephen, the book of Acts chapter 7, is killed and they are dispersed in Acts chapter 9, and then the Lord now visits Paul. Then now, what the Christ has done. Are we together? That is how the grace now, the grace of God, the grace of Jesus came into picture. 
So that now we focus on what the Christ has done. Hallelujah. And that's the church I'm looking at here. The church of the grace of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, for us, we know who it is. Look at this scenario here. Look at this scenario. It's as though the Gentiles heard how he died on the cross of the right? And then they heard the rejection on that side. And then they said, if they can't take him, we are ready to bring him beside. Hallelujah. But we also saw that God has a plan for Israel. So there is the 70th week of Daniel coming. That's what we saw yesterday. And we saw when we were living, parting short yesterday, we were living, we saw very clearly that the 70th week of Daniel is consigned to the restoration of Israel. Are we together? It's allocated to them. And that's why I would urge you globally, tuned in by radio and all systems, if really possible, please try your best to enter into the rapture. Because the other side we have seen is consigned to Israel, restoring Israel, or blessing Israel, and preparing Israel. I said I've seen my role. If there is a television at the door, they just put a seat there, my daughters. Is there a TV at the door? Okay, then they can sit facing it, right? Oh, thank you. That's very powerful. And so, blessed people, that's where we are at. But today, I want us to, I know that yesterday I promised you that we would handle the differences between the rapture and the second coming because at one point I was already talking about the vision the Lord showed me when he came and his feet stepped on the Mount of Olives, a massive earthquake hit it there and I saw a valley, tremendous storm of his glory, the eastern gate was opened. And so I said, I said that uh, we would sometimes go there so that I would open up for you. Because remember, I said, when he arrives there, then there is a battle. Because look at this now. It was such intriguing, of course. Because you realize that at one point, Jerusalem falls, right? Oh, how sad that is. To hear that finally Jerusalem has fallen. The enemy has taken Jerusalem. That, that would be a very sad thing, right? But thank God we have already seen how it ends, huh? That the Messiah comes and establishes his throne where? In Jerusalem, my Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Liwale, Liwale, is it Liwale, Liwalo? Liwale, Liwale, we must continue this way because we have seen how it ends. We cannot be dissuaded. And so, what we saw very clearly yesterday, that when he steps there, there are a series of events I wanted to open up for you. Why? Because you need to be completely rounded. Completely well, well, well educated, enlightened, and schooled on these matters, right? Because we saw very clearly that events happen there. For example, when he arrives, you remember at one point the, 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 the abomination that causes desolation is a big thing, right? That the Lord spoke to me about. The Messiah mentioned it. You see, it's mentioned also in Daniel 9 24, 27, and it's mentioned all the time. So we saw very clearly that the events happening right now on your TV with Israel, they are definitely going to lead to Israel building a temple. Finally, they will have their temple. That is serious. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will finally have their temple. That all this is happening to roll out to Israel finally having their own temple. Because where the temple was, you know, there is a mosque sitting there. Be careful what you ask for in your prayer. 
Because when the Lord was there and asking them to worship him, they were diverting, going to sacrifice their daughters and what, what, and all that kind of thing, burnt offerings of their children, occult. And he said, okay, if you love idol worship, okay, now go into the land of Babylon where Nimrod began idol worship. I'll send you now to the heart of idol worship. Be careful, the Lord is not a joke. And then he put a big idol temple where their temple was. He said, no, why, why the mosque? No, that's our place. Hey, but you used to be idol worshippers. Yeah, when the temple is here, you worship idols. So he said, let me just put for you an idol temple. Hallelujah. And so now, there's the people, very powerful. And so we saw that there are series of events, and I know that I owe you that, really. Because I, I, I want to give it to you. I owe you the series of events that roll out. The, the, the surround, that arrival. For example, when he arrived there, remember, when the city has fallen, and then, at one point, again you hear that the Antichrist and the, the false prophet, they are out, they are now out in Jezreel Valley with about 100 million soldiers, right? Ready to attack. Meaning they sense that the Messiah is about to come, they flee. And they go to the valley there to mobilize to attack. I wanted to bring that to your attention, but tonight I would defer it a bit. And then, when the Messiah now comes, he builds, he, I think that's about 50 miles by 50, I think it's a big city he builds. There's so much hard to give. Right now it's 8 point something. I think 8.2 miles. I'll check how far it goes. The country. But he built a huge city. He takes back the land. Hallelujah! So I wanted to bring that to your attention yesterday, but we didn't, we didn't have time. But I'm saying that he builds up and then he moves down. He, then he walks down to the valley of Israel and then the battle of Bamagedon takes place. You remember we read from Revelation 14, from verse 14 downwards, all the 20, where now the blood flows up to the horse's bridle. Remember? So you can imagine he walks in there and he smashes the enemy and I say some of you, the way I look at you, the zeal you have, the fire you have, because the Bible says you'll be riding white horses, you'll be part of God's army, you'll be mixed with the angels, you'll be carrying my chapters, and you can easily cut, 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 cut people. You can easily cut. You can you know when you take a good sword and you you, you if you have a, people can line up, right? A panga, let it be heavy a little bit. Oh, me, I know this. Me, I know this. Because recently, again, he showed me how I did it on Mount Carmel. And the whole night, I was cutting. It's unbelievable. And the blood has spattered on me. The whole night. And look at this, how we started. When I told them to lie down, and I said, don't lift up your heads. The third one lifted up his head, and I said, and cut that one first. So I, have, I, 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 I do this kind of thing. But I'm saying, when I look at the zeal that some of you people have, you really long for that day when you come with the pangas and go with the Messiah down there, having been told, don't worry, the victory is ours. And go in there, and if you can line like a hundred men and just be slashing on the shoulder, you go, cut, cut, with the horse, just if you can line them up. We are ready to do this work. We are ready to take it back and give it back to the Messiah. He died for us. He is a worthy king. Satan is a creature. 
is a creation and a creature. We cannot fear the devil anymore. Hallelujah. And so that's why we saw, sit down, we saw very clearly that if I have time, I would open up that for you, but I guess I can do it another time. Until even I would bring you the vision where he said, yes, Jerusalem is the center of the earth. And he lifted, and he raised Jerusalem. It's amazing when I woke up and read the Bible, and that day he raised Mount Zion, my Lord. In the book of Ezekiel 5, 5. So if I get time, I would have handled that. But just allow me to start on the rapture of the church today. Is on the screen, please, my lords. The cripple has walked. A cripple has walked. Jesus, cripple has walked. A cripple has walked. Jesus, cripple has walked. Cripple has walked. Jesus. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Mighty. Awesome. Has walked. A cripple has walked. A creeper 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 has walked. Very powerful. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Very serious. Very mighty. I'll go on a baby. The Lord is very mighty. From the waist down, from the waist down was crippled. And the Lord lifted him up. Very powerful. We are going to celebrate this. Everybody sit down for a moment. And so today I want to handle the rapture of the church. And I want to begin a tremendous journey. So I really seek your, uh, uh, your attention, your undivided attention today. As you have always done. But today even much more, right? Because I want now to go there. Because remember, we looked at those events. Again, let me just look at what we saw yesterday. We saw that within that timeline, counting down to the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the eternal kingdom of Yahweh, we saw that the church age would show up. We saw that he that is speaking with you, the announcers of the coming of the Messiah, the preparers of the way would come. We saw very clearly that also the church age, if it had a beginning, would have what? And end. So you would hear the announcer saying, it's about to end, right? That you are not caught unaware. What a merciful God. And then the rapture is the main item, the main feature, hallmark. And then after that, we saw the seven years, well spoken about, three and a half, three and a half, especially the last three and a half, abomination of desolation, coming in in the first three and a half years, probably setting a peace treaty in what you see happening in the Middle East right now, and reconciling them, and looking like a good man, and so forth. But later now, taking away the sacrifice, meaning there must be a temple. Do you remember the things I said yesterday? I said for the 70th week of Daniel, to come into play, to be fulfilled, the following conditions must be down. Number one, the nation of Israel must be in place. And we saw that that is a wonder because many kingdoms have risen and when they went down, they became ashes, right? And yet, for Israel, when they went out, however dispersed they were, however many nations, but they maintained the language. And they still have the Talmud and the Torah. Hallelujah. 
And so they came back 1948, right? And we saw the tremendous role Aranya plays, you know, in Brazil, the Brazilian ambassador of the UN at that time. I know right now Brazil is leaning more towards another side. Even if you hear how their leaders are talking, they are supporting the other side, which is very sad. But now I said, you see the importance of every time when I come to Brasilia, the capital city, I normally present the case for Brazil and Israel to continue strengthening their relations. Sometimes we celebrate the relationship between Tel Aviv and Brasilia, and they give speeches to defend Israel, together with the Israeli ambassador there. So now you can see how that was important because of the animosity you see going on right now. It's unbelievable. This is the time when every nation is turning against them. And it's unbelievable, right? And so we saw the role that Brazilian ambassador did when he lobbied all the nations in 1949 and they ratified the state of Israel. So that was anti prophecy. Hallelujah. And so look at this now. We also saw that when the state, the nation of Israel comes into place, I'm talking about the conditions for the 70th week, right? When the nation of Israel comes into place, there must also be a dire need for peace in that nation of Israel. Oh boy, when you look at it right now, it is ready. The church needs to prepare and get out of here, right? There is a real need for peace. That is when now the Antichrist will come and broker, broker a peace treaty. Are we together? But tonight, I want to go right now into the rapture of the church. Because we saw that the rapture is a, is a hallmark, the, the, the seven years a hallmark, the abomination of desolation there, of course. And then the second coming, a hallmark, which I touched a little bit yesterday. And then there is a millennial reign, which I need to touch after that. And then after that, there is now, the, the, again, when the enemy is released a little bit, and then finally the great white throne judgment on that timeline. Then at the end of it all, finally, the Christ hands over the kingdom to God the Father. Not that he will not rule, but the Father now. Hallelujah. Jehovah Elohim, my friend. Right? Now, he takes the reins, and we are in the eternal commonwealth of God, eternal estate of God eternal state are we together but today i want us to begin bit by bit to handle the rapture of the church it's going to be quite a tremendous journey here and quite busy though uh, uh, it's going to be i really need to run through it now giving me attention everybody globally wherever you are we're going to take a short break in between don't worry don't panic right and again i said all these things were never meant to alarm you but if they don't alarm you then there's also a problem right you should be alarmed and then prepare well, right? But it's all meant that you may recruit forward a proactive action, okay? And now if it's holiness, just be holy. If it's righteousness, just prepare, right? Okay, now, I want to look at the rapture of the church. Because what we saw yesterday was to simply scout around the rapture, to get information before, information forward, and what is the role of the rapture towards attaining that kingdom. And we found that the rapture of the church is a very important ingredient, a very important component of God's prophetic countdown, timeline, to that kingdom, right? So it's not a thing of saying, oh, it's not in the Bible. Oh, I did not see it where. I have seen the rapture of the church. So it will take place, right? Hallelujah. 
And so turn with me step by step as we begin this blessed people, this very beautiful day, and just enjoy it wherever you are, but with all the seriousness of work, right? The first Thessalonians, I'm now going to one of the most important scriptures in the Bible regarding the rapture of the church. One of the fundamental scriptures in the Bible that really sets out the cascade and the rollout of the rapture, the details of the rapture of the church, how that day will unfold, how the events are lined up, right? Are we still together? First Thessalonians, turn with me there, blessed people. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Once I get there, I read it with you. And it says the following. Now, this is going to be a deep one today. That's why, if you allow me, the first thing I will do is to give a general overview. In other words, I'll bring you some key observations, right? And then after that, then we'll come back and nail it down when I'll take some two scriptures and just open it up almost to no end to be able to enrich you and to equip you and empower you, right? Hallelujah. Because it's your absolute right. Hallelujah. And you see that these conferences are happening. There is no registration fee. There is no registration what? There is no going to tickets.com. Tickets.com. There is no going. Just go to tickets.com and pay your, 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 your $1,000 fee there. Tickets.com. There is no going to tickets.com. There is no saying the first three rows is $1,500 each. There is no doing that kind of thing here, right? Hallelujah. So with all privilege and joy and honor, we thank the Lord that we are seated here listening to this unchanging word where creepers are walking, my Lord. The presence of God is there. And this past week, you can imagine the number of creepers that walked, right? From Rodikopani all the way to uh, Bomet. We started Bomet actually. From Bomet, Rodikopani, and uh, where? Uh, uh, Pokot, West Pokot, and where? And many other places. Three creepers walked two days before, the day before yesterday, right? Look at this. And the details of the, of the, of the, of the, the details of the creeper in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Bomet. Tremendous. <laughs> Because you know what happened. I gave that prophet three times, right? I don't know even more, but I was really out. At one point, I was angry, right? Because I, I, I called, I literally called that cripple to walk. The Lord was calling that cripple to walk three times. Because, because at one point, I thought that this cripple has walked, and someone is hiding this cripple. <laughs> and I said, he's in the Rift Valley, right? So when they began to celebrate, the cripple has walked. I said, don't celebrate. We want to know where that cripple is. Because remember, in that dream, the Lord brings me to the cripple, and the glory departs from me and touches the cripple, and she gets up, and she walks towards me. That's why I'm able to see that she has a dress and a trouser, and the leg is, the right leg is facing up the foot. And she walks towards me, but there is somebody there, we know tell you, say, senior people, <laughs> senior people. <laughs> And somebody with a tie there, senior people, and he's looking like this. How you say you say, Wow, how beautiful, how awesome. The, the glory. Now you see the creeper is walking towards me and he's looking like this. And I told him, Please come, let's celebrate this. He looked, he said like this. He said, Yes, I will not come, but that's very powerful. <laughs> so I'm saying the way the Lord presents, right? So I mean and then 
when they went out to look for creepers. You know, the way our people go out to record. The only country on the earth where people go out to record creepers. Do you have a creeper in this home? Can, can you give us permission to record the creeper? Because the prophets of Yahweh are in the land. And one day the Lord will raise this creeper. I said, my partner, this creeper, because, in fact, if you want to take to your church, if that's where creepers are being, we've heard about it. You, we can even give you this creeper, prepare this creeper on Sunday for you to take to your church. We can even come to church also. Because for us, we have tried everything. This creeper has not worked. And so when they are going to record the creeper, they, they say, Allah, just a moment. Is this not the cripple the Lord was speaking about? Look at the right leg. And she's wearing a dress as a girl. And the trouser. And the right leg is facing up. Is this not the cripple the Lord was talking about? And the parents are like, what do you mean by that? No, this cripple. <laughs> this cripple. Her news. Her news have already come out from heaven. Her news have already come out from heaven. So, the parents were like, what do you mean? The prophet had spoken about this cripple. They said the right leg is more crippled. The foot is facing up. And she's wearing a lady, a, a, a daughter, a girl. She's wearing a dress with a trouser inside. And where the trouser ends, it has been embroidered to spread out like this. You can imagine the details. And the parents said, what do you mean? Then they took the phone and they scrolled. That phone you see they are throwing for, for the creeper there on gate one. They, they scrolled like this, like this. They scrolled the phone and began to play for the parents. And they went and played just like this to just play for the creeper. Akamuka! Akamuka! <laughs> and she got up! She got up! Hallelujah! And she got up! Now what wakanguka chini? Wazazi wakanguka chini. Karim kuzirai. Wakanguka. Wakanguka kutembe. Until today. A creeper has one. Creeper has. Thank you, 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 thank you. I don't want the sub-chief to write me a letter. The sub-chief might write me a letter, the sub-chief. I know we are live, please. Even I've said it. That's a terrible thing I've said. Live. <laughs> hey! No! That type of revival. That is where the briefing is taking place. Where the presence of God is. So this is a very awesome moment. So I want us now, slowly, step by step, now, to go through this scripture. This is a fundamental scripture in the rapture of the church. Because this scripture rolls out a cascade. Rolls out that day. How it will unfold, right? So if you get to First Thessalonians chapter 4, we are going to read it together. And remember, again I said, this is a big scripture, big. I'm simply going to make a roundup today, a summary. In other words, present some observations that are key, that will arm you, and then I will be able to catch one or two verses and narrow down dig deep, right? And so it's going to be a big journey today. And you're like, why don't you start it? So, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. 
Let me just stop right there. The Lord begins, when it's time for the Lord now to talk about the rapture of the church, the coming of the Messiah. Hallelujah. The visions I've seen, He has shown me how the Messiah will come. Those tremendous visions. Hallelujah. When it's time for the Lord to talk about the coming of the Messiah, the rapture of the church, the visions of rapture He has shown me. That most awaited event for the new daughters I see sitting over here is the most awaited event in the calendar of church. When it's time for him to talk about it, he begins by saying that brothers and sisters, in other words, look at this now, he is addressing the church. In other words, he's saying right from step one, the first, the first, the first foot step like this. Step one like this, he wants you to know that the rapture only appertains to the church. That the rapture is strictly consigned and restricted and constricted within the domain of those who are born again alone. So if you are tuned in globally, probably you are driving your car and you are listening to this at the same time or you are having some meeting by your backyard and so forth and you say, how can I be part of this wonderful thing I hear people talking about? Then the first standard and yardstick he sets out is that brothers and sisters, he says, it is restricted to those that belong to the Lamb of God. And only they alone, it is consigned to. And that's why the conditionality there is that you would have to receive Jesus. You'd have to repent of your sins and accept Him and trust Him. Put your faith in Him. Give Him your life. Let Him come into your heart that He may send you the Holy Spirit. And that from that point on, begin living for Him. Waiting for Him. And that's why Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.